We're going to take you on a journey. Look, to be honest, there was two days I laid on my bathroom floor. I can't believe I'm crying already. I can't imagine the grief of a parent who loses a child. And you be the greatest version of you, then, then I feel like my work is done. Hi, I'm Tam Wrigley and welcome to the Beyond Beautiful journey. Imagine being out with your girlfriends, having a great night out, and you think you meet the guy of your dreams until he drives you to the middle of nowhere and sexually assaults you. Today's guest opens up about her horrific story and how that night has shaped her entire life. Jess, welcome to the couch. Thanks for having me. Oh man, you have got a pretty extraordinary story to tell. Uh, about three years ago, you started the Boss Babes Project here on the Sunshine Coast, yeah. but the path that led you there is pretty extraordinary and that's one that I want to dive into today with you. Yeah. Um, so let's go back in time. Let's go back to, I think you're a, you grew up on a farm. Yeah. You're a bit rebellious from what I, <laughs> from what I read. Yeah. Um, and you sort of felt like, I guess you never really fitted in, you, you yeah. know, at, at school and in life. Yeah. What, why did you feel that way? Well, I suppose to be honest, I just hadn't found my place. Mm. Um, I knew, well, I suppose, my dad has always, um, he, you know, it's a very farm-orientated family and, you know, that's always been our life, but I think dad knew that I was much more helpful if I wasn't actually helping. <laughs> so I just had to find my space and my mm. place and I didn't find that um, until I, you know, had left high school and, and moved away and things. So I suppose it was just, you know, the journey that lots of young women and young men are mm. taking that you just have to see how it goes and just take each day as it comes and find your place. Yeah, you were, I think you were the one that wanted to go to boarding school. You yeah. sort of pushed and did all the research <laughs> and said to mum and dad, yeah. here you go. But one of the things that, and I think is still pretty prevalent, is you were bullied at school. Mm. Tell us how that, tell us about that experience and how that made you feel. Yeah, so I, I suppose because I hadn't found my place and things, I didn't fit in at the school. I didn't feel like I fitted in at the school that I was at. And I was always very, dominant. Once I decided mm. I wanted something, there was nothing that was going to stop that. So I decided that boarding school was for me. I, you know, plugged in the dial up and, and found all the information on the boarding school. <laughs> I love and it plugged in the dial up. <laughs> well, it had to be sneaky because it cut off mum and dad's phone, so I had limited time. Yeah. So downloaded all the brochures and things and found out what school I wanted to go to, what was going to work and, and just sat mum, dad, mum and dad down at the table and said, you know, this is, this is what we're going to do and we have a meeting. So for whatever reason, mum and dad agreed to go and check it out. And as soon as we saw it, they loved it. And it just, they mm. knew that it, it had to happen. Mm. And I had the best time, you know, it was wonderful again. And being in a boarding house for me was the best thing. You know, you had a group of really cool sisters mm. that, you know, multiple wardrobes and, and everything was wonderful. Um, but I think as well, because I was so, I think I got to a point where I was so grateful that I'd made such wonderful friends, I actually became very scared that it was going to disappear. Mm. Um, and so because of that, I did become a little bit confrontational and the guys in my class didn't, it just didn't work. We didn't mesh well together. With um, the bullying, what, what, what was it that they were doing that, you know, in regards to the bullying when you were yeah. at school? Yeah, so I think um, with the confrontation came a lot of bullying around body image. Mm. Um, so a lot of things around being called fat and um, 
yeah, I suppose they were just picking on every single thing that I already believed in my head, mm. which was that, you know, my body wasn't perfect and I didn't fit in and I didn't have a place and no one wanted me there. And so things that I'd already echoed in my mind, they were, you know, making it so prevalent and so dominant in social media, all over YouTube, all over Facebook, really, um, all mm. over the playground. And it just became so overwhelming. So what, they created a YouTube video yeah. about you? Yeah. So there was, um, it was about myself and a couple of other friends. and. Yeah. In hindsight, they put a lot of effort into it, mm. but yeah, there was YouTube videos, there was um, there was Facebook comments, mm. Facebook photos, Facebook everything, um, and even just walking through the playground, there was different things called out, and yeah. and yeah, it just it was awful. It was yeah. really really awful, and it was too much. You you made a comment then about how you were already thinking those mm. things, so they're verbalising the things. Why yeah. why what got you to that stage? Like, what do you go through as a child? to have those thoughts already about yourself? I don't know. I have two sisters that are, they're beautiful. They're tall, mm. they've got beautiful bodies and they're blonde and, and I suppose magazines and everything that I was seeing, mm. that was what I wanted to be like and I wasn't. I was the shortest, I had brown hair now obviously, I'm blonde <laughs> hair but I, I never looked the way I thought I was supposed to. Mm. And I have these beautiful sisters that, you know, now that we're old and we talk about it, they had the same issues as well. But I just, I think I built it up in my own mind based mm. on what I was seeing, what I was watching on TV. And, and you know, there wasn't things like there are now about Me Too and, mm. you know, positive body image and things. It was, everything was retouched. The magazines weren't real people. and Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I had a, an expectation of what my life was supposed to look like and what I was supposed to look like and, and I never felt that. Mm. Yeah. You were um, hit pretty hard with, on just after your 18th birthday. Mm. Um, tell us about the incident that happened and how yeah. that basically changed your life as you know. Yeah, so yeah. there's about six months of my life that I pretty much just pretend didn't happen, which was within... Um, Obviously the bullying at school happened. I finally graduated. And I remember hitting this point where, like obviously lots of it's kind of I've blocked out, but there was a point where I remember mum walked in from work and I was literally laying on the kitchen floor. I'd had maybe one or two bottles of wine and I was just completely, completely destroyed. Everything was awful. Um, and anyway, so obviously mum and dad were, you know, super helpful. How old were you then? I was 18, 18, 18, 18 yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. 18. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that was a really, really awful time. So, you know, mum and dad helped and started to feel better. And anyway, I went out for uh, um, another friend's school graduation. We went out for a few drinks and having fun. I was feeling good again. I met this guy that, you know, at the time he was really cute. He was a few years older than me um, and really nice. He cared about me. He wanted to talk. He wanted to buy me drinks and really, really wanted to give me attention, which was the opposite of what I was used to mm. from school with the mm. guys. Um, anyway, so, you know, I instantly, you know, wanted to be, you know, with him, mm. you know, for, for the party and whatever. So anyway, we ended up going to the party together and he offered to Did drive you meet me. him at the party? I met him at the pub. Yep. Um, and then he walked me to the party, party and yep. everything was, honestly, I was like, A princess. I thought I was the luckiest. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, oh my God, I've put up with so much awfulness yep. and now I've met this really cool guy. Um, Anyway, so we went to the party. He offered to drive me home because things were starting to get a little bit too messy. And I just remember as soon as I got in the car, a complete personality switch. He was just this totally different person, mm. which I thought, okay, that's fine. He's tired. Like, it's time to go home. 
So I stayed where my friend lived and he drove out of town the complete opposite direction. What did what went through your brain at that well, point when you were like, where are we going? Yeah, so I really started, I just felt, I just felt something, it just wasn't right. And I said, oh, I was trying to be really cash. Oh, you know, um, actually it's the other way, you know, I think we've missed a turn or something. And he didn't speak. There was no talking, there was no eye contact, nothing. So I instantly just felt myself, I suppose just take control of what I could control, which mm. is you can't get out of this vehicle but you can watch where you're going. So I memorized every single road sign, every single creek, every mm. everything that I could see. What were your thoughts? Did you, I mean, were you thinking this guy's gonna kill me? It wasn't that he was gonna kill me. And to be honest, I hadn't actually thought about what was gonna happen. All I was thinking was, this is not gonna go where he thinks it's gonna go. I've gotta try and find some sort of solution and something to keep. You know, I just, I don't know, yeah. I just sort of went into survivor mode, I think, mm. without, I just didn't let myself think about what could happen. Anyway, so the car finally stopped and we were at a shack. Um, my phone had no service and um, I was dragged inside and raped on on the bed. Um, and the more that I how screamed... Did, when did he go from, how did you get out of the car? Did he like drag you out of the car? I honestly can't remember. It's so blanked out. But I do remember, so I had walked into the house and he still wasn't speaking and I was like, this is not good. This, this I don't know where I am. Well, yeah. I have no phone service and no one actually knows where I am because I said I was going home. Mm. Um, so anyway, and, he, and I said, look, I'd really like to go. I'm ready to go. And he literally, it was like, it was honestly like an African movie or something, like a lion just pounced straight onto me. And the more that I screamed, then I was dragged across the floor. And I just kept screaming. I don't know who I thought would hear me, but surely someone. Mm. Um, and the more that I screamed, I just remember my head being slammed against the bedside table, just like continuously slammed. And I'd been to a self-defense class at school, which was yeah. just total coincidence. And I started to think about you know, what did they tell us? And he had said to, you know, scream, be as loud as you can, try and put them off. So I kept doing that. And then, obviously the bedside Was he table, saying anything? Like no, there was no just, talking. There wow. was, it was, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It was mm. like, it was like a Law and Order episode. It was, it was just like this full on monster had taken over. This mm. really cool guy that I thought I'd met. So then I remember the, I picked up the bedside table lamp, which was definitely metal, and just slammed it into my forehead. And so then I just started thinking, you know, what was I told in that class? What was I told if I have to get out of here? Mm -hmm. And admittedly, I'd had sex once before, but it hurt. It was not, it hurt so much. Um, and so I remembered in this class, they said, pretend for a second that you're into it. Mm. Because then he'll relax and his muscles will relax and you can, you know, try and fight your way out. So. I grabbed him and kissed him mm. and I said, look, I really want to, I just need a second. And it was honestly like, exactly like this, the guy in the self-defense class said, everything relaxed and I, I just, I don't know if I fought or kicked or, but I got out mm. and I hid in the toilets and I just, you know when you can see someone's feet mm. under the door, the door and he just paced uh. and well, it was awful, it was, it was the worst thing. So, so I climbed did he, up. Did he actually, did he have sex with you? Yeah, 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 I definitely wouldn't say that it was sex, but it definitely it was an attack. Went, yeah, um, and did what he wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I had no phone service, but I climbed out of um, like one of those little sliding toilet doors, mm. and 
yeah, and I was able to message someone and they were able to follow the awful so did, directions he, that I this, had. This cabin that he, he mm. took you to, you're in the toilet and you're watching yeah. the feet pacing under mm. the door, it would, would just be terrifying and scary. Yeah. Did you ever think that he would be leave and go, you know, you, if you're jumping out the window, he's going to be around the other side of the house? I don't really know. All, like, I mean, I was 18 and I'd had sex once. Mm. And for me, before that incident, sex was a massive thing for me. Mm. It was something that happens with someone that you love. Mm. So I didn't actually think rationally about anything. I was in so much pain. Like, everything was, mm. well, like, ripped, really. Yep. And I was... So I, to be honest, I didn't really think about it. And to be honest, in that moment, I kind of wanted him to just kill me because mm. I just couldn't comprehend. I, I just didn't know what else was going to happen. Mm. So you got out, mm -hmm. you've rung somebody to come and get you. Yeah. What happened next? So then, um, obviously, my I went back to my friend's place as I was supposed to. And, you know, they obviously looked after me for the night and things. And Did you tell anybody? Did you tell any of the, the girl that came and picked you up or the friend that came and picked you up? So it was a guy friend that yep. came and picked me up and another um, girlfriend. And I kind of told them, but not really, because it was so, like, it was, sh I was shocked. I was so shocked by how this whole night had carried out. Mm. Um, and then the next morning we kind of spoke about it a little bit and mum and dad came to pick me up, just thinking I'd been at a party. Um, and I just remember I got really, really weird... Um, like questions from people and you know because I'd left the party with this guy you know mm. what happened what happened and I'd always been as I said someone that was quite dominant and you know I didn't share weakness I didn't want anyone to know anything mm. so I don't know I, I just decided that I'd rather everyone just think I was a slut than that I was weak really? and that I lost mm. control which in hindsight is ridiculous but it was so much better for me to feel like I'd taken control of some part of the situation than mm. the poor me. Yeah, which... Did you ever report it to the police? Yeah, mm. yeah so I have reported it. Um, and to be honest, I didn't go ahead with a court case or anything because I know so many women that have. Mm. And the women get dragged through the mud just as much. Mm. And I just... I don't want to do that. It was awful enough. I don't want to be torn apart again. Mm. Mm. Um, have you, yeah. have you ever, if you could see him like face to face now, what would be a message that you would say to him? I have seen him hmm. since. Uh, I obviously haven't spoken to him, but I have seen him. Um, and I suppose now that I'm in a place where my life is very wonderful hmm. and I have really amazing people around me, I suppose if I was in a rational state of mind, my question would be why? Hmm. Like what drove you? Like, because, you know, I'll be honest, like, he's an attractive guy mm. and he has good friends. Like, he's friends with some of my... Well, he was friends with some of my family. Mm. Do, 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 was like, it somebody why? that you knew? Or? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's someone that I'd known for a long time. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess why? Like, why, mm. why did... Why does anyone do that? I, I don't get it. I don't mm. understand. Mm. And, you know, I had other questions like, well, what were you wearing? Did you, you know, provoke it? It was summer and I was in long pants. Mm. I, like... It just wasn't like that. I wasn't, oh, it, it wasn't like that. It was, mm. so I don't know why. That would be my question. Yeah. So the, the months after mm. this was all happened and you're, you're slowly, I guess, processing it and yeah. you, you know, your mind's going from being shocked to now mm. analysing what's actually happened. Yeah. How are you feeling? Are you feeling, you know, destroyed? Your, you know, your body mm. has been violated. How are you coping? Yeah. So as, um, you know, as bruises started to heal and all the physical sort of parts started to heal, it became a lot easier 
to, well, go out with the same people again because physically nothing mm. was wrong and I'd always been very um, headstrong, I guess, that if nothing's going to be wrong, nothing's going to be wrong. You know, mm. I'm not talking about it, we're not doing it. So I think everything looked really, really strong. I hope it looked really strong, um, but yeah. it wasn't. It Yeah, so, you know, I have wonderful girlfriends now and we can go out for a few wines and everything's great and I have a great time, but I... I can't relax. Mm. You know, I don't go to clubs because mm. I don't know where everything is. I don't know where everyone is. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm totally fine. Other days I can't go down the street without genuinely feeling like someone's going to jump out of, mm. you know, anywhere. Mm. So everything has become, I overanalyze everything now because I need to know that I have control over the situation, mm. which has definitely challenged a lot of relationships, both with friends and with um, partners mm. because yeah I have, I have a constant fear that people are going or someone could hurt me. Have you had a boyfriend since the incident? Yeah. Yeah and how has that relationship been? Yeah so I was in uh, not long term but yep. um, like a three-year relationship not long after um, and I think that it played a massive um, a massive role I guess in my part of the relationship mm. because I don't think that I was maybe as trusting as I could have been, but I do know that there was a few times where we went and had a couple of drinks and we went home to, you know, have fun the together. It was that fear too, isn't it? Getting into a car yeah. and going, where is this going to take yeah. me? Yeah. 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 So like, like just, and I suppose like I, whenever I can, I don't use Uber. I don't mm. use, because things like that freak me out. Yeah. Because I'm like, I actually don't know where we're going, going. and yeah. I can't get out of the situation if it goes somewhere bad until we get to whatever destination mm. do you want to go to. Did you ever sit down and tell your mum and dad what mm. happened and like how did they react to it? There was a lot of shock mm. um, and I think that there was a lot of um, maybe guilt I guess that they had felt like it wasn't something that I could talk about mm. but I suppose the thing and we still you know we still talk about it every now and then and I think now there's just a lot of um, anger and like mm. devastation around it because this should not have happened. Why do you but, feel guilt? You, oh sorry, my parents oh, feel guilt oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I that they think maybe I couldn't have spoken about it. But mm. it wasn't that I didn't want to tell them. I just didn't want anyone to think poor me. Mm. Um, which is so ridiculous. But once I moved away, so I moved away from my family and just a few hours away from them and that's where everything fell apart for me. Mm. Um, and I did start to think well, to be honest, still now, I still feel like there's, I suppose, a part of me that is a little bit damaged. Mm. So, you know, if I meet someone really cool, I have this amazing business, I have this amazing life, and I just feel like there's this weight that, oh, I have to tell them, like, this situation, because it affects me sometimes, mm. they need to know, but I don't want them to feel, I don't know, I guess I... Sorry for you. Feel like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's a little bit of... Well, I feel like a part of me is damaged and I have mm. to I have to hope that the person that I do meet or share it with accepts that, yep. which I think is, I don't know, I suppose I do feel a little bit sad around that. Mm. How did you pull yourself out, out of, of it all? I had a lot of tough love from my parents. Mum mm. and dad came over to my house one day and sat down after I'd had a big fight with my sister and sat down and said, we cannot deal with this anymore. Mm. You have you know, so much to offer. You have a wonderful opportunity to create a life. 
you have to you have to take control mm. of it. This is so and young. Like you know, yeah. did you suffer like from depression after all of this? And did, was there like these types of emotions that went on? I don't know if I ever had depression, but I definitely had anxiety mm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of well, for maybe two years of my life, I was just running on adrenaline. Mm. I just wanted to get through the day without something awful happening. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And then you decided to go into um, PT. Yes. Yeah. So after I'd got a lot of tough love from mum and dad and they just said, you know, we can't be around this person anymore. We want you to, to find something that you love. So I decided that I'd go to the gym mm. because I thought, well, you know, if the bare minimum is that I can walk out of the house and be proud of how fit I am, mm. then then that's one thing. So I went to the gym and I instantly loved it. I had so much control. I got to control how strong I was. I got to push myself and, and I loved that. Mm. That was so amazing for me. And I watched how, a transformation yeah. in myself. How did that go mentally? You know, yeah. we see it physically, but yeah. I think you, you were saying in, in your journey that it yeah. mentally helped you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, sort of having routine, I guess, that got me out of the house and got me talking to people in a very casual sort of setting was massive help um, but also knowing that I was able to I was able to choose mm. I was able to choose whether I went to the gym or not I was able to choose whether I did which sounds so simple but I'd been in so many situations where I didn't get to choose that finding something that I had control over that I got to choose made a massive difference mm. um, but then I did notice once I became comfortable in that routine and you know I was getting strong and I was getting fitter that all of the mindset stuff started to come back mm. you know I was still you know I was like okay well I'm physically strong so I could probably you know get myself out of situations but I'd still I just didn't have the the mindset so I got a you know I dived straight into self-development and yep. self-love and and I made that a massive part of my life um and so with that I then decided that you know if I can do this for myself and watch a massive transformation and and just you know, it's, people say it all the time, but when your mindset changes, yep. your whole life changes. Like, I can't even describe. I had amazing people around me that I actually cared about and valued in my life. I had such a better relationship with my family. And I wanted to go and do fun stuff mm. because I was with people that I love and trust. And, and that was massive. So I decided to become a personal trainer. Mm. So while I was at uni, I took out a personal loan and became a personal trainer. And... I, I just started to find women that wanted to, to feel strong. And, and I, I've never been into the scales or losing yeah, weight. Or, yep. That's never bothered me, but feeling strong is really important to me. Mm. If you could go and give, if you could give a message to other mm. sexual assault victims, what yep. would it be? Um, I think probably my biggest thing that I, um, that I suppose made a massive difference to me is to stop thinking of yourself as a victim. Mm because awful, awful things have happened. Like, it, it's honestly the worst case scenario that I could have imagined. Mm. But you actually survived it. And I didn't realize at the time, but that's such a strong thing to be able to do, to be able to get up the next day. And, and you know, I mean, even if it is not leaving the house, you've still got up and you're starting again. Mm. So start to realize that you are actually a survivor. And a massive thing for me, which I found through the gym, but you know, there's different ways to find it, whether it's self-love, self-development, you know, finding really cool people to be around is that once you start to realize that you do get to choose and you do have the strength to choose, yep. um, to choose again, I guess, makes a massive difference. So I just found things 
that obviously were not related to that scenario, but that I did get to choose again. Yeah. And I just got to have a little bit of my strength back. That was massive for me. So from, I guess, tragedy, mm. you've managed to inspire other women and you've created an amazing project here on the Sunshine Coast called yeah. the Boss Babes Project. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that and what you're hoping to achieve by starting this company. Yeah, so the Boss Babes Project is all about women's personal and professional development. Mm. So it's making sure that every single woman knows she has a space to come to, that she's going to be looked after, she can grow her business, she can you know, grow herself, but be supported by women that genuinely want her to do well, mm. uh, which has been really, really exciting. And when I started the Boss Babes Project, I basically started the kind of network and the kind of community that I really needed mm. um, and I couldn't find it anywhere else and I needed it so I kind of created it for myself I guess and I've been lucky enough to find lots of women that, that were also looking for the same thing. Yeah. Do you tell them about your story like do you in, in do you get people that have had tragedy that come to you as well? In, yeah. yeah. Uh, so about a year ago I publicly shared um, this story mm. and I let you know everyone know that this is why it started and this is what's happened and you've so you've, you've opened your project you've you're at the gym and your mindset's great yeah. um have you gone out how are you going going out <laughs> having fun with the girls yeah getting your life back is that all happening now I yeah. can honestly say without and to be honest I don't care anymore about you know being too proud of yourself or I honestly have the best life mm. I I I possibly have too much fun sometimes, <laughs> but I have the best people around me. I have, I can honestly say the best relationship with my family that I've ever had. And because of that now, when I go back to the farm, I want to be there mm. and I do fit in because I've realized that it wasn't that I didn't fit in on the farm, it's that I didn't fit in with myself. Yeah. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where my place was. And you know, geographic, the geographic stuff, it has nothing to do with it. Mm. Unless you find your place and your purpose within yourself, you're never going to be happy no matter where you are. So, mm. yeah, I can honestly say that by taking control of my mindset and working on my mindset every single day still to this day, I have created and designed the best life that I ever wanted. You yeah. certainly are a lady who is very empowering from coming from such tragedy mm. to turning your life around and now inspiring others which is just amazing. I just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story today. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.